Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. So we've got about uh, 15 minutes with Brian Cohn before he yes, has sir. to jet away the to the sunny, sandy beaches. Needed elsewhere. You know, those, um, you know around Christmas time, there's those trackers that track Santa all over the world, and you can like, follow <laughs> <laughs> the Google Santa tracker. Path. Sure, right. sure. Uh, Brian, what flight are you on so we can track you all over the world now? You're... Well, that is flight number 38663. Did I hear a niner in there? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. It, it, I'm uh, jetting down to Florida. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, there's going to be Santa sightings at Disney World this uh, upcoming weekend. <laughs> so if you're going to be in Disney World, sure. Uh, make sure Fucking you get a, a chance suit. to sit. Sit on uh, sharp Santa's lap uh, in a fun way, <laughs> and uh, you know. So uh. Uh, <laughs> I can just see him sitting there with his thumb on his knee, sticking in the air, saying, yeah. "I saved a seat for you, Bri- baby." <laughs> Brian comes back as Let, a let's sex go ahead offender. And pass on that one. Okay, <laughs> all right. Santa. Uh, on that note, I need to get to the plane. I'm gonna go ahead and leave real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't be associated with that bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, geez. Uh, but, you know, oh, they uh, let a lot of that stuff go down here in Florida. I don't know if you've ever been here, but it's yeah. like the wild, wild west. You can get away with just about anything you want down here. You know, you just have to I go don't need back to, be to Michigan. That type of stuff. And, yeah, you got to go yeah, back to exactly. Michigan and buy a half, a half dilapidated building and try to rent it to some blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I'm actually going down. I'm not going to Disney World in Florida. I'm trying to track down this, you know, guy who is trying to sell me this half dilapidated. Yeah, find that. That's bastard. right. The haunted, Ooh, yes. the haunted workshop was owned from owned by a criminal from the state of Florida, yeah. which I found fascinating. Literal criminal, yeah, exactly. like arrested and served time criminal. I'm pretty sure Ex-con. you check the uh, check the courthouse. You'll find out a lot more info about that place. <laughs> yeah, under that yeah, name, probably. there's probably multiple names that this guy goes by. But uh, but <laughs> hey, all right. So we've we've got we've got 15 minutes with B Cone. So we want to um, yeah. stuff as much as we can into the 15 minutes. The show will be probably about an hour, hour 30, I think. Uh, it is Thursday morning. You are listening to the Work For It podcast. We are working hard, as always. We know you are, too. Later in the show, we're going to shout out all of our new patrons and our old old school patrons who have been supporting our work. We have made mass- massive traction since the last few episodes where we started to shout out our patrons and um, and bringing people on board as they come oh, wow. along with our with our listenership. So we've gotten a couple yeah. new patrons even since last week. And also, I'd like to address the feed situation with Spotify. And it's just happenstance that Knife Talk was also having a feed issue with Google, which blows my mind. I don't know what is going yeah, on with our, our feed system. But um, <clears throat> if you are list, if you want, I know this is the wrong place to put this, but if you know of anybody who's having trouble finding the Work For It podcast on Spotify, somehow. Spotify uh, split our feed in two, so the old feed is, like, there, but you can listen to all the old shows and stuff, and then there's a new feed, so if you just go on Spotify and search for Work For It under podcast, you'll see there's two versions of the show now. I have no idea why, Um, and you can just start following the new one, so um, yeah, nothing changed on our end. Everything was the same, so um, if you're looking for the show, that's where we are. It'll it'll free up all that device storage space from episodes you haven't listened to. You know, it's like yeah. every once well, in a while the, I just the, delete know, my app. That's <laughs> funny you say that because my buddy Kenny, who normally listens to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, decided garbage, to delete garbage. his all his stuff off of there because I guess I don't know why, but Apple Podcast stores all of those shows and then eats oh, yeah. up your phone storage. Oh, and geez. so he deletes it, and, and then and then he goes to Spotify to try to locate us uh, from our old feed <laughs> and can't find us, and he's frustrated. He's like halfway through the show, can't figure it out. He's texting me. I'm going, I don't know, man. We're trying to figure this out. Uh, and then I finally got a response from Red Circle, who's our feed uh, operator mm-hmm. that feeds our RSS stuff out to these providers, and they are like, yeah, somehow Spotify split your feed. Um, and yeah. I, and, and I could possibly have them blend it together and go yeah. through all of that, but then they're going to create a whole new feed. So I'm just, just like, you know what? Screw it. Odd. I'll leave it and we'll figure yeah. it. It does. It's very odd. And right. the fact that knife talk was having the exact same problem with yeah. Google mm. play. That makes so, me think it sounds it's like a red a circle Spotify. problem. Yeah. It sounds right. like I'm the with old, you. we got the old I brown eye in so. the red circle. Speaking of um, dealing with these larger companies and dealing with, you know, having to figure things out, you know, I did this raffle with the Bowie Knife Challenge knife. And um, so anybody who bought through just putting their credit card into my website, I've already gotten that payment. Anybody who chose PayPal like you, Brian House, I haven't gotten my money yet. And it's been like two weeks. I have no idea. That? I've been I've been charged the um, instant transfer fee, but I haven't Everybody gotten the money. Should, 
everybody should pay you again several <laughs> times. I'm not going to make them do that. Again. I mean, if you want to, by all means, go ahead. But like, well, you sure. know that any anything that's a, affiliated with knives or could be potentially weapons or whatever, PayPal has a little bit of a thing oh. with that. And I've heard of other people say this same thing. Craig Lockwood had an issue with it. Um, he also had an issue with Stripe. I, th- I, I can't remember who it was. It was some credit card processor that just on a whim decided that they're no longer going to allow transactions even after they had happened. So they of decided course. to just keep the money. Oh, that's and, nice um, you know, there's, but I think with PayPal, you you will be fine. I think they'll end up. Well, processing here's the problem. The I actually I actually contacted PayPal because you know, Squarespace. There's no there's no phone number to call. No, and it's all like online. they take forever to get back on an email. But um, yeah. so oh. I I went ahead and called PayPal, and they went through, and they have the instant transaction fee, so like the thirty to sixty cents I was charged. And um, they just haven't gotten anything from Squarespace about the actual money coming through. Oh, so, so maybe it's, like, it's they an can issue take, with They them. can take the fee. They can take the fee, but they can't give me the money. It's just like, of come course. on. Hmm, yeah, maybe it's locked up in, in between the two uh, because, see, Shopify, the way it works is if you buy something on my website through Shopify, the money is immediately transferred to my PayPal. Like, I don't, I don't uh, even have to think about it. Like, it just it's done. And um, and then once that gets to a certain dollar amount, I transfer it to my bank account so it can get moved over to that. But yeah, it sounds like uh, perhaps Squarespace does it a little differently. So I would get on with Squarespace's support in their chat and just yeah. tell them what's up. Not I that have, you have like time three times because... and I'm not getting responses, which is pissing me off. Yeah. That's... Oh, man. You're doesn't so look I've good been... for Squarespace. No, no. it does not. If I've anybody's building a that. website and looking at, you know, getting their shit off of, you know, just DMs and the Instagram, yeah. Facebook, whatever, definitely don't go with Squarespace from my little bit of interaction with them. They're not very customer I like friendly. Shopify, man. They, they had, yeah. There was so, a big issue with my website with Shopify, and these, these guys were on it. So what had happened was somebody messaged me, and they were like, hey, I'm trying to buy something on you. And that, normally, you know. My website generates enough sales every day to like have a consistent average. And then sure. for about two days, I wasn't getting any sales. Like it was just dead stop. And I thought, wow, that's odd. You know, like it just doesn't make any sense. Finally, a customer messaged me on the chat and they're like, hey, uh, when I go to check out, it just errors. Like everything just stops. So I could no go to look at it, and it was a it was a theme issue with <laughs> Shopify mixing with PayPal, where uh, PayPal would just anything would just stop working. PayPal actually about a week ago had a massive sort of back end hiccup, and Brian, this might be related to your problem. Uh oh. Where where everything was stuck in sort of this. Um, uh, uh, penit- uh, what do they call that when you're like not in heaven or hell? What's that? Uh, uh, purgatory. 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 Yeah, it was like Sounds right like in between. Purgatory. Well, it did, but but then I read about it online, and there's there was a ton of websites that were affected. Shopify actually hired a development team to work with PayPal to correct it, so they actually oh. figured it out within about 24 hours, and then all of a sudden my website's working, and ching ching ching, it started working. So something again, got. So. Uh... Yeah. whacked in their api or something like that uh, I yeah mean. i don't know man it, 
I'll tell you, it's scary because, like, you know, when Instagram Man. and Facebook and all of that went down all at the same time, it makes yeah. you realize how small the the digital yeah. world really is. Uh huh. Well, yeah. when it one all of those lives. Services fails. Yeah, it's and all it all lives in. Uh, it all lives on one large island called Amazon Web Services, too. Right? Like anymore, um, if you're gonna put out a, a distributed app or you know internet-based product if you're not hosting on aws i'd be surprised you know right because if you think you're buying it from somewhere else they're just yeah. reselling it from Amazon. that's all they're so, doing yeah, that's, yeah that's all they're doing. i can't sure. imagine if you, you look know, at the some, dns some of the shit that you do if you're if if you've ever brian you've probably written some code and you know like i don't know it, it it's funny if you if you knew what some of those issues were, it's probably hilarious at times, right? It's it's probably like some dumb developer fat fingered a fucking decimal point. Right. Remember know, the movie Office Space? Into the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. where Michael Bolton's like, I always do something like that. I always mess up some mundane detail. It was like the the, the decimal point <laughs> yeah. was one over, you know, and it is like uh -huh. it's something like that that takes everything out. Um all right, yeah. real quick, because we don't have Brian Cohn for very long. Yeah, uh, Brian. Get his info. The raffle was a success, Absolute and success. also talk about that, and also talk about briefly talk about uh, your your um, your trip to Florida and like what you've got planned for the next week because I know you're you're going to be vacationing, and I personally love the fact that you're taking time off and you're going to go do something fun. Hell with yeah. For sure. So the raffle was way more of a success than I could have ever dreamed. Um, honestly, I, when I, when I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put this out for raffle. My original thought was, oh my God, I hope I break even, which would have been at that $450 mark. Um, when you put together just the materials and how much I pay Kyle to make the video, mm -hmm. uh, 450 was going to be the break even point. And honestly, I was so ready to eat a loss on it just because, you know, I'm kind of a smaller creator. I mean, yes, of course I'm on the work for it podcast and, you know, that, that happy yeah, stuff, nice. which is really cool. But, um, you know, I totally thought that because I'm kind of a smaller creator, I thought I was going to eat a loss on it. Um, well, I more than doubled what I expected. I actually, oh, I, nice. the last, the, the last number I think was 123 sold tickets at $10 a pop. So that's awesome dude yeah that is huge for me that's um you know I, I made a healthy much more than a healthy profit on it way more yeah. than i honestly deserve well <laughs> i was good well i don't know about that right you, you do um, deserve it i think he deserves it and and yeah. here so there's there's some like you know there's different feeling about raffles you know a lot of people go you know the legalities of having a raffle are kind of in the gray area and all of that um, yeah. And I get it. It's, you know, a, it's a waffle. It's not places. a raffle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and it's a, like I keep saying, it's a very inexpensive way to support someone yes. yeah, and, really and with the chance to possibly win something. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, you sure, know, yep. like it, we ask for somebody to donate a dollar a month on Patreon. How is that any different than you asking somebody to buy a raffle ticket for the chance of sure. winning something for ten dollars? And so. In my head, I get it. The reason why the laws are exist against these raffles are because you know there's a lot of shady people that go out and do stuff, yeah, and, you know, sure. try to take people advantage of people, which is not How the case. It? So, so here's the thing: um, the 
the legality, at least from what I could kind of parse from the <clears throat> legalese that I read, um, the only way you can make it, or there's a couple ways that you can make it kind of a not so shady way to go. Um, apparently if you give away a few tickets, like, so that you can say no yep. purchase necessary, that takes the gambling aspect out of it. Ah, so did you fun find, fact, um... no, fun fact, I, uh, I gave away three tickets during the live stream right before I pulled. To and yourself. you never guess who won. <laughs> oh, really? One of the tickets you yeah. gave away won? <laughs> One of the awesome. tickets I gave away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was it, you could see you could see the look on brian's face when the number was drawn was he say, was like he was clearly no. very Torn. happy obviously but then yeah it was like oh like, no well, what was like, hilarious is people, I, I knew going in paid. i knew going in that i sold 123 tickets and then when i did the random number generator and it came up 124 i was like oh shit <laughs> people are gonna riot <laughs> So, I gave away um, tickets too, so don't don't even worry about it. I mean, I yeah. think most people yeah. were just so happy to help you and support your work, and they knew what that meant. Oh, yeah. So, like, I didn't feel cheated. I thought it was great that somebody <laughs> won that didn't pay. I think it's fantastic. It it was great. <laughs> yeah. Did you oh, find shoot. any info, B Cone, when you were looking? I know, <clears throat> um, some of that ra- the, the the raffle laws and rules and stuff. Does it come, I'm assuming it comes down to whatever state you live in, like the person doing the raffle, it would be the legality of raffles in that state. Is that true? Yeah. And that's, that's what I looked uh, through the Michigan laws on raffling. And like, to be fair, <laughs> I could be 100% wrong. Do not sure, take this yeah. as legal advice. No legal Don't do what advice. I did. But it yeah. worked out. Yeah. At least so far. I, know. I, have, I haven't had the cops, you know, knock on my door yet. <laughs> right. I know like um, Pennsylvania, different like different places I've lived, some of those, I think they call them like small games of chance, right? Right. Um, they fall into different categories and um, uh, there are different places, like some of the sort of fraternal organizations, like the Elks and the Eagles and the Moose and, sure. you know, all those, I think they get around it by being nonprofit and then, mm. um, so like I can remember growing up, there was a, a club called the CMF, the Christian men's fraternity or the Catholic men's fraternity. And, uh, there was literally no women allowed. Um, beer was <laughs> like 40 cents a draft, you oh know, <laughs> cause it was all, this is still cost. in existence by the way. Oh, All yeah, those it's still moose there. clubs and those elks clubs yeah. that you can go in and get quarter drafts. Yeah. I mean, it's like I think they're things. Eagles here. We go to the Eagles yeah. after hours because bars would close at two. The Eagles stayed open till four. Oh jeez! <laughs> like, my old man. They're uh, reading me, the Bible in there, right? Yeah. When when I turned uh, <laughs> twenty one, my old man, you know, giving you life advice or whatever, and I can just remember him. And that's another thing. If you find yourself at the fucking Eagles Club, you've made a big fucking mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be that guy. (laughs) Well, here's the good news, Brian. Because I know for fucking sure it's 4 (laughs) a.m. Here's the good news, Brian. Because of your business model, you could be considered nonprofit. So you're awesome. (laughs) You don't really make any money, so... 
question too. <laughs> Beacon Knives, 501c3. Donate right? today. Yeah. Well, here's a question for you, Brian House. Um, last night, so like you, I, I watch a fair number of sailing uh, channels. And uh, there's a channel called Expedition Drenched. And, okay. and it started Sounds out like a as porno, this, but all right. Yeah, it does. Totally. And uh, <laughs> but it started out as this couple who would crew on a lot of other sort of YouTubers boats. Right. There's that. OK. Dirty looking petter ass guy with the ponytail that always has some half naked woman. on Captain his channel. Rick Moore, baby. Yeah. yeah Captain, Captain Rick, Rick. Moore. Yeah, so they were on his boat for a while. They were on like the Vagabond and all the, you know, all those boats, uh, Delos. And but I noticed last night I was watching one of their videos and they do the little intro and then a splash screen comes up and it says that Expedition Drenched is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Yeah. focused on educating people about the ocean, about sailing, about yep. this and that. Is Do you know of many people doing that with their YouTube channels? It seems like kind of yeah. an interesting way to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, you're under a lot of... Uh, scrutiny, right? Scrutiny when you become a like a nonprofit because you're, you yeah. have to be audited every year. So, you, you know, they Probably have to really make to sure do. that you're not... I have worked for a ton of nonprofit organizations yeah, and um, a majority of them are there's always someone, usually the person who started it, who is taking a lot of money yeah, yeah. out of the organization yep. in a way that, Bo in my show. opinion, is just not um, ethical. So, uh, and, and like it's it's really it's I'm on the fence about like whatever you got to do to get I, around whatever you got to do. But, you know. Capitalism seemed, um... is a is is a way to sort of like when you become a profit or a sole proprietor of a business, you know, one way or the other, you're going to pay taxes on stuff. You know, it's just right. that yeah. if you're making money, you should be paying taxes. It's it's a part of, you know, building the infrastructure of this country. Our defense budget comes from there. Like people go, oh, I don't want to pay these taxes. I get it. You don't want to pay them. It's, it stinks. You'd love to keep the money in your pocket. But. America has built a system based upon this like fertile ground of, you know, how do you think the roads get built? How do you think the bridges right. stay maintained? How do you think our defense budget stays where it is and keeps yep. the, the commies out? You know, it, that's it, what's it interesting happen- about it. Cause yeah. it's like, they're You're off trying to get ma- around it. They're making their money on a global stage. Yes. So I get right. that. Yep. Right. Um, but they, you know, regardless of whether you, it just, a, at the surface, my first reaction was, holy shit, what a lot of work, you know, to, to yeah. create a, a nonprofit. And you're really not that. saving any money. You're really no, not right. getting around too much. That was my second thought. Yeah. They, mm. they think that this is like the golden path to like just, you know, whatever, right. getting around We things. can write off um, everything. It's awesome, you know. And, and, so, and, so yeah. you, know, you know that Elon Musk and, and all these, these guys, Steve Jobs, when he was alive, they didn't take a salary they took like a dollar right. a year and you know right. you know the reason why they took they took a dollar a year so they don't pay all this income tax but what they did get in return for their services quote unquote services their their visionary services and their leadership is stock options 
right? And mm-hmm. so, and that's how Elon lives. You know, he if he needs right. money, he goes and he sells his stock or sells options. And this is how the rich get around paying taxes. And I will say, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 15, 20, almost 20 years now. You know, I see taxes differently than most entrepreneurs. Maybe if I was in a space like Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or whatever, that I would see it differently. Like, when once at some point, once your life has been cared for, your personal life has been cared for, your house is paid for, your cars are paid for, you have access to all of these things. Really, what do you need income for? You know, right? Yeah, pretty much right. these guys probably eat at work. You know, so they're eating at their own yeah. cafeterias. Well, that's why. Yeah, they, they don't have need this money. <laughs> right. So they don't want to pay taxes into the system. But the minute they convert those stocks into liquid money they realize those gains then they get dinged big time and elon musk is in a bracket where he probably pays over 50 percent in taxes to which is why they don't you know like uh uh, you know donald trump or others who have come out um or i guess been outed which is why they defer doing their taxes every single year right (laughs) Um, because they don't pay any like yeah. Some years they don't yeah. pay anything at all because they don't they don't mm-hmm. need to exchange the stock, and then yeah. people go, "You didn't pay any taxes that year." When they hey, listen, do move some stock money around, it's like, "Yeah, we'll just kind of they get dinged big time." This year. They get dinged big time. <laughs> all right, so real quick, now, I know Brian, you got to go. Hard hard transition go here. How about hard a dad joke before I leave? <laughs> yeah, I got one on deck by the way because I know you, you got you got your I trombone ready. Of, um, yes, sir. Your trombone. I heard your trombone being spoken about on Knife Talk the other day. Yeah, briefly. That was awesome. Gotta love that man. Your, I love I love hearing is, those guys talk about us because it means they're listening to us and and we appreciate yeah. that so much. So it it uh, it is like a it's a cool it thing to. All right, you ready for this joke? Sure. Yes, sir. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I fell into a well the other day. Mm. I just really couldn't see that well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> just can't get, I fell can't into get it. out of the rut, can you? <laughs> All right. On that note, exactly that note, I've got to get out of here, guys. i got to catch oh. this flight. All right, Brian. <laughs> We love right, you, man. Have, have a, a great trip. All right. Later. Have a all right. safe trip, all right. a good trip. And remember, an airplane's just a culvert pipe flying in the air. <laughs> <laughs> You're like David Bowie in his tin can. Just about yeah. as safe. You'll, you'll be fine, though. Don't worry about it. They very rarely ever go down. Jack all right. Daniels. All right. See you later. But when they do, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So Ben I Jammin, to I, all right. Oh, good. Oh, who were you talking to earlier? I was talking to B Cohn a bit earlier. I think he's a, he's a, a touch on the nervous side. He's not done a whole lot of flying, and so oh, is that true? Yeah, sounds. I like didn't know it. that. I, yeah. I, I when I was younger and I hadn't flown a lot, I I also was nervous, yeah. and then I went to work yeah. for an airline. Hey, that and I learned. It. That does solve it. And and here's the reason why. Like whenever anybody tells me that they're very like nervous flyers, they don't like flying. Um, I give them this story. I just tell them like, look, there is like no safer place to be than on an airplane yeah. because uh, you you when you see the amount of energy and time that goes into 
maintaining oh, these uh, devices, these craft, and also the people who fly them, uh, yep. you will you will feel ultimately so safe. I mean, and and I watch yeah. these guys. You know, we would I would be a part of the heavy checks, the light checks, and stuff, and it was just. It was, they would dismantle these airplanes to, you know, tear yeah. them down and, you know, inspect every inch of them, uh, you know, well, for stress hours? and cracks and everything. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a relatively small number of hours, right, before engines need rebuilt and rivets replaced and all that yep. uh, shit like that. I On fires, it's all, I always enjoy <clears throat> um, <clears throat> chatting it up with the helicopter pilot dudes because... They are often some of the just most rowdy characters. Half of them are, um, oh yeah, half you know, like half of them were pilots in Vietnam, and in their sort of retirement, they took up fighting fire, you know, with helicopter, and they're kind of their own crew, you know, on a on a ship that's you know assigned to fire operations because there will be, uh, well, if there's a if there's a ship at a forest or a national park or whatever, it'll have a crew with it, like a small crew and a, you know, usually a truck that will go along with the, with the aircraft, but really it's the pilot is everything, you know? And so some are better than others at doing their checks. <laughs> um, but man, you know, those things put some hours in. I mean, it, you know, uh, standard firefighting shift is 16 hour days and out of those 16 hours they're probably in the air for 12 you know sure just yeah my and- my mother-in-law's brother is a ex uh uh he was in vietnam flew helicopters there and then when he nice. moved to florida he was um flying helicopters for uh the uh, see it would be florida state police and he was mm-hmm looking for grow houses so like uh oh, in, man. in our county they do thermal uh, thermal, they imaging. Do thermal imaging to to see which houses are you know lit up and those are usually yeah. the houses that have uh grow operations in them they're growing weed and uh so he did that for a bunch of years and then he told me this great story i should bring him on at some point to tell this story because he's quite a character but yeah he was doing this work and lo- lost his uh engine uh, during uh, mm. he was at I don't know how many thousand he was a couple thousand feet up lost Those the engine to the helicopter fall. They, they don't yeah. glide you know they don't glide but <laughs> you can auto rotate which yeah. fascinates me because you know this fi- the physics behind like a a basically a a box falling from the sky oh, with nearly nothing to hold it up is just fascinating mm-hmm. so he auto rotated the the uh, the propellers or whatever the hell you call those and. And ended yeah. up landing it in a parking lot of a shopping mall, and oh shit, successfully and with no no, one, no injuries, and well, uh, and it. and Man. at night no less. And he said it no, was a, it was kidding. a blessing that it was at night because you know there was hardly any cars in the parking lot. He had yeah. a lot of room to kind of bring it in and whatever. Um, but you know, full pack, full pucker uh, mode engaged. Oh, yeah. you know uh, that kind of thing. He said he flew numerous missions. Um, for the military and never once had anything quite happen like that where he you know, almost lost his life kind of thing. But imagine yeah, that, though, isn't that crazy. It, the, the, so there's a guy who survived flying in a war zone. 
right? Fucking RPGs <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> God, yes. you know, like whatever, whatever they machine had back then, you know, machine else, gun yeah. fire, all this shit probably saw more blood than a damn hematologist. And, you know, then he comes home and sticks the fucking landing to save his life, you know, in a yeah. shopping mall. <laughs> yeah. And, and now he, he does veterans affairs. He's like a really cool, like nice. really interesting guy. He does veterans affairs. He helps veterans get their benefits. I don't know if you know oh, that there's these great. liaisons out there because yeah, I've um, heard that. If, if, if you're a, if it's you're a veteran, easy. right. And you, you served uh, your time you're entitled to some benefits and a lot yep. of these veterans do not even know they exist. In fact, it makes me almost wonder that if it's, it's intentional well, that they don't know kind of it's thing. It's probably like, um, you know, being a federal employee, you know, I, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, close to retirement age per se, but, um, you know, now is the time at 40 something years old, when you should take a retirement seminar, you know, or you should yes. find a good retirement counselor. And and those exist in, in the government. Um, I have a good buddy who was in the Air Force, and I talked to him quite a bit. He retired early. Um, for a little while there, he was thinking it was going to be on, on medical, but um, he because he hurt his back really badly, was in a car wreck, was literally in a hospital for a year. And uh, but in the end, he he retired. Uh, I don't know. What do they call that with all honors or respectfully or whatever? Sure. Um, but it, so it's very similar between federal civilian service and uh, military service. And he's always said the same thing, you know. He's like, I never would have taken a seminar. And then he's like, I find myself at, I think he was just turned 40. And he's like, I'm looking at having to retire. And he's like, I have no idea what the hell to do. <laughs> no idea. And that, and that, yeah. and in fact, a lot of these uh, ex-military guys, veterans, they, they don't know either. And, and it, what's crazy about this is, is um, on my wife's side, we have Uncle Norman. He's passed on now, but... Um, you know, he was a World War II veteran and he was mm -hmm. entitled like a couple thousand bucks a month from the government and never knew about it until he was like wow. in his 90s and Did realized he that he had let. Uh, no, he never. You know what? He never pursued it. And oh, it man. was, you know, he was the type of guy that didn't really f he could have yeah. used it, you know, from what I understand. I mean, he could have used it, but he just he was too proud to take it. Right. Uh, but I'll tell you, if you're, if you're a veteran and, and you need to, um, if you're in a situation where you're, you're looking at towards retirement, everyone should know this mm -hmm. exists, that this is a, there's a veterans affairs bureau yep. that in there's local chapters. So like, you know, it may be an hour or two away from where you are, but you can go talk to a liaison, someone yep. who is also a Call veteran and they mm -hmm. will call them up, set up an appointment and go see if you're entitled to any benefits because, um, you know, we've got a lot of issues with, you know, suicide, depression, uh, medical that is not be, it. this is all directly result, you know, a direct result of being in the military. You're in, don't yeah. feel bad. <laughs> go, go get treatment or go well, get help. Or if it's financial, you should, you should yep. take advantage. A hundred percent. And it doesn't make you any, weaker or stronger or less of a person or you know it's like i don't know 
I I have had to rely on a lot of that type of stuff lately with the whole stem cell thing. And yeah, I'll, you know, I'll be honest it, I had some of that same shit going on, you know, like, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to, you know, look at maybe applying for disability and look at potentially having to retire from my Cause it messes position. with your mind, and, right? Does it mess with it does, your uh, totally. masculinity a little bit? Like, cause of the, the, you know, oh, yeah. conditioned to, to not 100%. take help. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have a real hard yep. time asking for help. And that's because, yes. you know, culturally, you know, um, American male should be able to handle himself and not need help. Yeah. People need help from time to time. There's no shame. In you that. do. So ask for no. help. And, and what I've, what I've always found and, and, probably you similarly oh sorry about that that's pinging right in my ear i hope you guys didn't get i couldn't hear good um what i've always found and you probably similarly that when you finally do get it square in your head and say okay you know i do need help let's figure out where we can find it nine times out or ten times out of ten like everything from that moment forward gets better. <laughs> right. Like right. You, it's, um, it, it takes you a lot. It, it's a lot shorter amount of time to get over that fear once you start than it is before you start, you know, you could sit there forever and say, yeah, I'm not going to get help and I'm not going to give help and, you know, dig yourself into this massive pit. Um, but if you look up and say, Hey shit, there's all kinds of help around here, you know? It doesn't, I don't know. I I know like when I first started with all the stem cell, I, you know, I was pretty adamant. Like, I don't want to have to go on disability. You know, my wife's like, you're not going to be able to work for six months. What are we going to (laughs) do? You know? Um, And, and I feel like, you know, those programs are created for a reason. They're not created to be abused. And, and I, I would never suggest that, but, if it's out there, use it, right? If if I put a 30% discount code on my website for a tool that you wanted to buy, you'd sure as hell use that, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Uh, but it's funny and how that's considered we, uh, help, we, we get you know, conditioned. That, that's how that yeah. works. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. We are conditioned to not accept or or at least not ask. I mean, it's, and it's not just men. I think there's it's women and yeah. two and, you know, it, it's... Um, I think a lot of it too come came from like my childhood, you know, just, um, sure. you know, adults were busy a lot and you know, you, they don't yep. want to help or they couldn't help or whatever. And so you get rejected a lot when you're a kid because you're asking for things that are, that are childish, you know, and they don't want to help yeah. you. So yeah. I get it. And, but you know, as you get older, uh, I've seen so many of my, um, my contemporaries. In fact, I have more than four friends uh who are no longer with us due to suicide and that was a direct result of them simply just not asking for help and maybe they were asking in a roundabout way but they didn't full-on come out and ask about it and so you know it's sad man and some the world would be a better place with them in it but they didn't believe that and so it's like you know not it didn't need to happen and I wish it no. would have. So anyway, so, you know, real quick. So I want to yeah. switch gears. I know this, we're getting into like this whole thing with like, you know, yeah, like we got the, deep, the mind man. and the mental. We got deep into that. I want to, I want to yeah. shift gears a little bit, Ben, because, um, re- because 
this is the first podcast that I'm recording in my new workshop. Oh, snap. Nice. I didn't realize yeah. that you said that this morning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What do you think? First word, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, it sounds good. I, there's a little bit of, I'm like recording right next to my big overhead door, and there's a little bit of rattle because there's, uh, uh-huh. it's a little windy today. But, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, all in all, I will say I am moved in. My old shop has been uh, cleaned out and, you know, yeah. moved up. The move was, the move started last Wednesday, so a week ago, and okay. it took, uh, a crew and myself of movers yeah. uh two Good. days bald man i and saw there yeah bald man came and helped set up uh and helped me dismantle which was awesome uh we had i mean it was all hands on deck man there there was so many people that just stepped up my father-in-law nice. who was 75 came oh, and nice. helped me build shelving and ju- you know just uh Fun. solid work all around uh, people rallying and getting around to that whole thing about asking for help. I yeah, didn't even really right? have to ask, you know, I mean, it was, yeah. it was a lot of people just contacting me going, Hey, I see you're going through a move. Can I give you a hand? And, uh, it was, it made <clears throat> me, my, it was my heart swelled. So I appreciate yeah. that. And speaking of bald man, knife and tool and speaking of raffles, bald uh-huh, man, knife and doing- tool is having a raffle. And what he's trying to do is raffle off one of his uh, blades and uh, and you can get in super cheap on buying the raffle. You actually get one of his fresh sticker packs with the ticket, which I find uh, is a great way to kind of circumnavigate the rules of uh, raffling. So you buy a raffle ticket, you get or you buy a sticker pack and you get a raffle ticket. That's how I do it. Stickers. You're buying stickers. Your stickers are awesome, by the way. Yeah, oh man, you know, have have you seen his new sticker set, the Bald Man? I haven't checked out Bald Man's. I'm I'm pulling it up now, but yours are killer. Yeah, well, yeah, my my wife does an amazing job on the design, and um, so if you go to if you go to let me just check. I don't know Bald Man's. I think it's BaldManKnifeAndTool.com. It is BaldManKnifeAndTool.com. You can get a raffle ticket. Uh, da, 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 I'm going. I'm looking. I'm looking. Shop uh, for sticker pack. Sticker pack and entry to win for twelve dollars. You get for twelve bucks. You get a sticker pack sent to you. You get an entry to win the EDC blade uh, with a voodoo resin handle and a sheath, all made by Ooh. Bald Man Knife and Tool. Now. Bald man is Brent Smith and his work is super clean. You got to yes. go check it out. And these stickers are freaking amazing. Oh, like man. I love they his are. designs. Holy shit. They're really are awesome. cool. Yeah. They're he's got pirate-y. this whole thing. Yeah. He's got this alligator one. I've got a bunch. He gave me some and uh, we're going to put them on the fourth. Bad but ass. Uh, yeah. I love so, how totally he, worth um, it. I love how he did the B and M in that sort of pendant on that one sticker that's his um, new maker's mark that is phenomenal i've been playing around you know i've flirted with the idea of 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 moving over to butlerbuilt.us yes and i've one of the biggest things that's held me up is well a deciding between squarespace and shopify but that decision was made today <laughs> <laughs> 
And I got to say, I do really like Shopify. I, and I know yeah. Brian's having issues with Squarespace. Um, I mean, who knows? I, mean, I think they're be... both good platforms, but... Yeah, I you know, think so, and, too. And yeah. I would just need basic Shopify, the, the lowest plan, so... Um, you, until you start selling more, you know, that's the thing. When yeah, you start selling yeah. more stuff, the upper plans make sense because you get the discount on the processing fees and the yep, shipping advantages yep. and stuff. So, yeah, uh -huh. I mean, once you, if when you once you get done with your stem cell stuff and you start developing Butler built, I think yeah. uh, you're going to find that you're going to be shipping more and you're going to be sending yeah. more. You're going to be doing more production work. So you'll, oh, sure. you'll be it'll, you could take advantage of it. But the plans well, like selling digital plans and stuff. Yeah, screw yeah. it. Just go with the low end one for yeah. to start. I've been starting to build up some of that library now, and it's been really freaking fun. I uh, I think I caught the YouTube bug a little bit. <laughs> oh, we need to discuss that real quick because you're <laughs> a good you're pushing out some bug. epic freaking YouTube content, Ben. Oh, thanks, man. I'm sitting I there and I, that. let me tell That's you something from the master. So, so I go on my, I use my TV for YouTube uh, most yeah. of the time. Like when I'm like really just start trying to relax, like I'll turn my TV on and I'll open the YouTube app on my TV and mm -hmm. it suggested your uh, video. The one that you did the oh, work no for shit. it, um, the oh, work nice. for it sort of uh, little bin of uh, the little yeah. uh, tray. The, the catch all tray. Catch all tray. Wood and leather. Which, tray. which is freaking awesome. Okay, number one, oh, that thing that you made is amazing. Number two, yeah, the video you made about it, short, concise. Yeah. And that's your camera presence, bro, is it it was like unexpected. <sighs> like when you were it like, Hey, let's me, do uh, let's talk about how many takes is that? It only took me two terabytes of, of footage to get those <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Eight hundred takes. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, um, Surprisingly, I mean, when I first started on Instagram, I was I was one of those story every day kind of dudes for a so while. So that's where there. you got the the presence, yeah. Because yeah, you uh, we talked about this months ago, where I said all you need to do is I'm going to take 100 percent credit for your success right now. Yeah, uh, do you, it. You, you, I said yeah, you, you need to do what you're doing. On what you're doing on Instagram, you need to do on YouTube because the, your stories, the way you talk, the way you handle yourself, your projects, if you just converted that a little bit yeah. to uh, YouTube, that's you've had. Let's talk about the views, by the way, oh, on fuck. a couple of that these videos. One, uh, my router table review or see, I don't, I don't like to just do a flat out tool review. I've got a a couple flat out tool reviews on my channel and they don't do well. They do decently well, surprisingly, especially with skill power tools. It seems people are really curious about that brand, but with that uh, video you're talking about the router table, I wanted to blend sort of a project video with a tool review because I hate fucking tool reviews where the yeah. tool is brand new, just out of the goddamn box, and the dude's and like, like, this oh, is the fantastic. best fucking jigsaw I've ever used. And it's like, dude, like, how do you, you know haven't this? even owned a fucking jigsaw. Yeah. yeah like, you show me your other jigsaw. Used it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm with you. I, so, I also agree with that. Like, when, when yeah. people do these, these reviews and you know that they've only used it for like a week, I'm like, yeah. but that's not how it works. You know, a lot of the stuff that's you sent can't. to me, 
I use it for yeah. sometimes six months to a year before I endorse it. You know, bro, I've and it's because my, I want to know. Yeah, I've got my my Harvey table saw. I have a which video. they no longer make anymore. Fucking Limited shot edition. and edited <laughs> and fucking literally ready to upload hey, to YouTube. <laughs> and I go on their website and I'm like, oh, I want to grab a couple images Discontinue. from there. And, and I'm like, where the fuck is it? They're not selling this fucking saw anymore. I, oh, oh so no. Pissed. It's like, you've got to be Hey, but that's okay. Butt. Still make it because, you know, there a lot of people. I'm going I, to. He, he, push it out anyway because brand. a lot of people could buy them used, you know, too. And it's they'll find long, your video. Uh, yeah, it's that's true. It's a long video. It's almost thirty minutes. So and what? It's, it's almost content. like a fireside up. chat, you know, about uh, about the table saw. But I've had that saw in my shop for almost two years, and that blew my mind. First of all, I was like, Holy so you're the shit. reason why this product is discontinued. They couldn't yeah, sell any because you didn't do the review soon <laughs> enough. And review. see, look, this is the problem. They're like, damn it, we <laughs> yeah. sent this to Ben Butler. He hasn't made it. We're not selling any of these. Just discontinue this thing. There's, <laughs> well, some, there's like a big boardroom <clears throat> with a bunch of guys in suits going, right. Ben Butler, he's oh, the reason. There's a target. <laughs> but <laughs> There's like, like a big previous, red button. Um, yeah, previous <laughs> to the... Uh, Previous to this router table video blowing up, Harvey was my my bread and butter on YouTube. It's got 12K views for the assembly of that saw. And at the end, I foreshadow a future review video. And oh, about I twice so a month, I, I get a comment and like, hey, bro, where's where's the fucking review, dude? It's been a while. I'm waiting on that review. It? It's like, well, it took me a year of owning the saw to publish the fucking assembly video. Give me another year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a busy guy. But that <clears throat> router table video, man, it is chugging along. It's at 103K, 103 fucking thousand views. Which is Blows huge, by mind. the way. It, it, I, don't, it, I don't know if people under fully understand <clears throat> how, you know, to get a like, hundred thousand views on YouTube, what that means. Like, that's yeah, such a difficult task. It's so yeah. hard to achieve. So to, to the fact that you're getting those kinds of views means that you're doing the right thing because, you know, don't take this the wrong way. You don't have the subscribership to, you know, no, I don't. base 100,000. I can't even monetize. So, yeah, you can't monetize yet. What's your subscribership right now? Where, where are you Seven, at? 773. So 20. Well, that's what, pretty good. Uh, you were at 100 when I met two. you. So that's pretty I know. Good. Well, honestly, they all came in the past two, three weeks, two and a half weeks here. Yeah, I put that, that video, video out, and it it kind of sat there, and then <clears throat> um, I noticed a couple of other uh, channels published videos about the same router table, and that, will help. that helped. And then um, I tagged uh, two. Or no, one other review video in mine, and I'm guessing that they uh, did the same, or you know, reciprocated somehow. But when I look at my analytics, it tells me that most of it is just coming from search, or you know, from within the recommended, app, whatever they call that. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's it. it's <clears throat> called it's it's called recommended, and the and that's the best place to be because yeah. well, if you look at um metrics for videos on youtube like a majority of your views will come from say 
I'm watching a video on this guy's channel, and then the up next afterwards uh-huh. is say your video. Okay. Okay. That would be considered a recommendation. And then also, when you turn on a, um, when you open YouTube, like either the app on your phone or computer or on a television, the home page yeah. of YouTube is recommended, right? It's just going to show you things that yep. you may or may not be subscribed to. <clears throat> your last well, video that you put out, they recommended to me, which means right. they're recommending your videos to just, you know, because they don't know our connection. The algorithm doesn't sure. know that you and I know each no. other. They have no idea. When, so, no, and I've no, only I watched a handful you. of your videos. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, and, but here, I got one thing. Go ahead. I yeah, got go one ahead. question for you, though, real quick. So, I noticed you released a, a video on the same day, like two videos on the same day. Did you do that? Yeah. Or is that. I did. You and- can't do that. Don't do that. I, well, you, see, I, my mission, or this is my thought process, and I'm glad to hear not a good idea because I'll, I'll hold off now. Yeah. My, what I was trying to do, so I came out with this video, watch this before any other CNC videos, new series, CNC in three, um, which is sort of this series that I'm working on. And I made the boneheaded mistake in the video of saying, Hey, you can go check out the first three videos on my channel right now. <laughs> <laughs> you pigeonholed yourself. No wonder. Which that's sounded okay. really good. Oh man. I'm so pigeonholed on this thing right now. I was, I was brainstorming with B Cone yesterday about it a bit. So I, my goal here's, let me tell you my goal. My goal is Every piece of CNC content that I have consumed to date, there has not been a single video under 15 minutes long. Most of them deal with a topic that I feel shouldn't take more than two minutes to explain, right? So my goal was, or is, still is, my goal is to create concise content that people can use to either just familiarize himself with the CNC or learn a specific task on the CNC. But I didn't want to turn it into a classroom. You know what I mean? Like a real stale and just, this is the tool path. And then if you click here and then you hear the mouse click, you know, it will do this. And this is what the machines do. None of that shit. I wanted to also, it's brutal. Like, yeah, and I want to so I want to play into the support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A YouTube watcher who considers YouTube television, you know, so and they could get five minutes of entertainment, whether they gave two flying fucks about CNC's or if they had one or even knew what it was. It's still just, ah, that's a cool project. I like what he made. And it and it also qualifies as evergreen content, which is. Yes. Uh, content when we say evergreen content it, it means content that would be searchable and viewable even say five years down the road you know yeah. um, whereas like yeah. say if you're daily workshop vlogging like you do on Instagram that would not be considered evergreen so it's Correct. it's like uh, you have to have a mix of both of those things you know to keep up with the algorithm which is what Dennis Terrell does and, and you yeah. know he makes his tool tip Thursday thing and so that's kind yeah. of his like every week, you know, kind of churn and burn thing. But all of his other yeah. knife making content, it would be considered evergreen, which is why yeah. his, you know, his channel has succeeded so much. And I, I think yep. you have to look at YouTube like that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you can't see it like Instagram. You can't see it like Facebook. No. It doesn't work the same way. And that's my my idea with this series, right, is. Just because oh, it's, it's brilliant, bro. It's sad to me that you have to go to Pittsburgh because I'm like, you're going to end well, up yeah. having to well, sit on this for six months, you know? No, actually, when I leave here, I'll have I'll have a total of 12 videos in the can. OK. And so, so you can do two. Of them. I will. Yeah, I'll have some editing to do on them, you know, but I've been shooting them, putting them in the can, leaving them there. You know, I'll. I'll Pull them all into the timeline, and I'll make a really rough first edit um, to where, you know, I'm just making sure that I've got enough there to explain it all properly and everything else. You know, I got six fucking flannel shirts out here in my workshop, and, you know, throughout the day, I just <laughs> put a different continuity. one on. And <laughs> I need a uniform like you. <laughs> uh, hey, th- I'm not kidding you. That was the best thing I ever did. Black long yeah. sleeve shirt. That's it. And then I wear yeah. my, I wear my, I, although I've gotten away from it now because I don't do the computer shop anymore. So I don't need, I right. don't really need to. So I just wear yeah. whatever black t-shirt I have in the, in the bucket. But yeah, yeah. you're right about that. But Continuity um, is a thing. It's definitely yeah, a thing. But man, really enjoying it, honestly. And I, and I, in the past, I've I've had videos on YouTube now for well better part of a year, maybe almost two years, and it was always I was always like struggle bus for me, you know that editing process was just oh it murdered me. Um, two things changed. Uh, one, I got a new camera, and. Man, there are a lot of things I miss about shooting with my iPhone, but holy hell, the quality and the difference, um, the difference you can see in regard to light and the way it, it gets captured in a video and in photos. Holy shit. 
<laughs> um, I mean, I've got it, an it old It really does DSLR, make a difference. But Your camera yeah. makes it. Did you, I don't know if you listened to the last Knife Talk, but, you know, Jeff Fader was talking about, um, you know, getting a better camera to take still photography. Yeah. And, and I almost you know, messaged him. Yeah, well, I was going to, too. He got, he's probably got a shit ton of advice at this point. He did I'm message sure. me, and yeah. I told him I use a Canon 90D. But yep. I w- and Craig makes a great point where he was saying, if you know what you're doing with an iPhone, you can achieve very similar results. Yes. And I agree, by the way. I agree with that. Um, yep. and, and I almost gave him that advice. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's important that people learn how to use an SLR because, or DSLR because yeah. it, it opens up a It'll whole new layer of things. It does make yeah. you better on your iPhone. You understand light better and you know lens yep. length and focal length and all of those things yeah. that make you a better content creator. Is it easy to grab an iPhone and shoot a photo? Yes. Is it easy to grab an iPhone and shoot video? Yes. Do yeah. Does that look the same as my 90D? No. no. And even with Here's, in the right hands, it do, you yeah. can't, it's just that much different. So if you're shooting for, say, a uh, print, like a magazine, you know, a DSLR, I mean, you know, you can get away with an iPhone. I mean, you can do you it. Can, it's it's but definitely But you're not going to get a cover shot, probably. I agree. You know? I, I think you need <laughs> um, a DSLR. I, so I picked up the um, Sony's new. So so Sony came out with this about a, about two months ago, I think. They had the ZV One, and it was uh, at the time they considered it, you know, their vlogger camera. So it's a mirrorless camera. So it you know is really compact. I mean, honestly. With the right lens, I could fit this thing in my back pocket, which which was something I really wanted. Um, it's primarily focused for video, but also I'm finding takes some phenomenal photographs, and it has interchangeable lenses. The lens being interchangeable is what I really wanted, but um, so it's the ZV-E10, which uh, again is brand new from Sony, and I man, I've really enjoyed the damn thing. You know, it's... Can you swap the lens on that? Yep. Yeah. That's one of the big changes they made. So the body, for all intents and purposes of this camera, is identical to the ZV-1. Got it. The ZV-E10, they added interchangeable lenses. They upgraded a few things with the sensor, I believe. Um, They added a few different things um, to it. So it's got some of the, you know, some of those circus trick kind of corny features, but folks always like to get that really nice blurred background, that bokeh, you know, that's like so wildly popular everywhere on social media right now. Well, it's got a button that basically just uh, will give you that instantly. So it just cranks up your, what does it do? Crank up your F-stop, I think. Yeah, it lowers the F-stop. Yeah. It, yeah, it lowers uh, it, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, and then it also lets more light in uh, to, it basically, op- yeah. it, it opens the f-stop, lowers the number. So, like, if you're looking down, like, my, my, the lowest I can go with my 50 millimeter is 1.8 f-stop. Right. And that open, yep. and then you'll notice, like, when you go down to 1.8, everything beyond the <clears throat> focal point of the shot is blurry. So, whatever yeah. I decide to take a photo of or a video of, 
I get a really beautiful blurry background. The downside to an f-stop like that is that I need a lot of distance between my subject and, you know, so you can achieve those things. But the light is great, and, I mean, yeah, it sounds awesome. I've got the kit lens that came with it right now. It's just a 16 by 50, and I'm thinking about getting a prime lens or a, a wide angle like 13 millimeter or something like that, that I can just kind of keep on it, you know, since my shop's so small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and and a fixed <clears throat> lens would give you, if you could get like, say a 24 millimeter lens or something like that fixed, a fixed lens yeah. for that thing, that you wouldn't would need as much distance. Yeah. You wouldn't need yeah. like, for instance, like my 50 millimeter, I need like 10 feet at least. Yeah. And my, my yeah. 24 millimeter, I need like say five feet. So it, it definitely yep. makes it. And I know this is a lot of technical information, but I get these questions all the time. Like, how do you uh-huh. achieve these <clears throat> shots and how do you get this stuff? And it's a mixture of, you know, a lot of experimentation, number one, but then also watching a shit ton of YouTube videos yep. on, you know, what, how do I achieve these like amazing things? And I'm doing it by the way. The 50 millimeter fixed lens for my Canon camera was $110. The I know they're cheap. Was like 89 bucks. I mean, yeah, they're not expensive yep. lenses. They and they produce video and photos that look like they're shot on a movie set. Well, I'll tell it you, it blows if me you away. Watch, yeah, and, and watch. Pay attention if 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 you're into filming and photography, you know. And I, I know you probably do this, Brian, but this is more for the folks out in the audience. But just check out somebody like Peter McKinnon or some of these dudes that are making professional level silver screen, you know, big screen level content. And you're starting to see more and more very common cameras show up on these feeds, you know, like the 90 D is a very popular camera amongst huge YouTubers, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I think people would be surprised what um which cameras are used to capture some footage in in videos that they've seen or movies that they've seen because it's becoming approachable um and with with cameras like this ZVE10 you know um the damn thing does all the work for you if that's what you want or you could always what I like about it is I can switch over to manual and I can be the driver, you know, and I can create what I want uh, more, more conveniently than I can on the iPhone. You know, on the iPhone, you can actually go in and control f-stop and you can control all these other settings as well. But it's a pain in the royal ass, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not easy. The, you know, the, the interface, I, I think, on the Sony is nice, too. The, the touch screen where you can modify... Yep your shots and yeah. i was i assume it has the app where you yep, can it pull it up on your phone and you can modify those settings without being behind the camera yep. and you can make those changes and canon has that's, the same thing now and it allows people yeah, to shoot like game film grade stuff it is a game change. i mean you look at it like from the standpoint that like, you used to have to like walk around the other side of the camera you have to mess with yeah. it you know you know adjust adjust yep. adjust using a knob or a dial and now none of that is I, needed um, before I downloaded the app, the thing that I desperately missed was, and I was actually talking to Jack about this last night. We were messing around. He's been kind of getting into shooting videos and photos and 
teaching him a little bit about it, but I desperately missed that until I got the app, having all of the content that I just shot on my device, on my phone, you know, not having that was like, Oh, this is killing me, <laughs> you know, cause previously every piece of social media content I've ever created has been on my phone. And therefore it was in my pocket everywhere I went every minute of every day. <laughs> so if I found a spare three minutes at the tire shop, you know, Hey, I'll pull it up and start messing around with a YouTube video or messing around with an Instagram post or yeah, it's so, not, but now not the anymore. app you can't, yeah. does that and it's like, yeah. so how I get around that is, is I use Dropbox as my, yep. I just listened to this big, long conversation between Bob Claggett and um, Dave uh, from making, mm -hmm. make something oh, about the and then NAS about the NAS system. The Synology yeah. NAS is an awesome system if you don't have high speed internet or like reliable high speed internet and i have one of those yep. synology devices and jimmy was like glossing over because he's like i just store everything on these little external drives which yeah. bob is correct about <laughs> on those not the c doing drives those things uh, the c drives I think were first fucking produced like 15 years ago and yes. haven't changed and, since and jimmy <laughs> keeps all of his footage you know, yeah. on those things, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's like that's like gold content that you, you don't want to lose. So, like, you know, backing Literally. that up was really important. Um, And so but, but how I do it is I have the Synology NAS system that um, Claggett is is describing uh, mm -hmm. and uh, I have all solid state storage in it. And I also have it synchronizing to my Dropbox. So yep. uh, there's a built-in functionality in there that allows you to synchronize to Dropbox, which makes those clips virtually yeah. available, just like they would be on your iPhone. And then you're and in I can as well. Now, now you've got it in three places. And also, when I go to edit it, I know, like, say, if I'm working on an active video, that I have a, a video work folder that is locally synchronized to all of my editing machines. So I have two different, want, I have two, not all, yeah. but two d different editing you, machines uh, because I don't want to download want your, the footage. Yeah. I want it there, you know? Yep. So and that seems it, to solve the problem. That, so you copy it put and paste it into that working directory, right? Correct. To start. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's and And exactly the second you do that, if the second you do that, it syncs to Dropbox and yep. then Dropbox syncs it to my Synology device. So if something yep. were to occur with any of those services, I would still have I have this redundancy. It was expensive to do this. Like it uh the it Synology is. device ran me a couple grand and then you know Dropbox to to store that much storage, I have their unlimited plan. It's like $800 yeah. a year. Here's the yep. thing though. I store everything up there. Everything. All of my everything. documents, my Anything I've done yep. professionally, my receipts, my eyeglasses, my photos you know? of my kids, my eyeglass prescriptions, like everything goes yeah. into Dropbox. I can literally grab that that data from there anytime Anywhere. I want and, and, and from anywhere yeah. in the world, which it, may or it, may, it may does, not be a good thing. So, you know, it's a big bite, you know, and and I like I almost don't recommend anybody do it all at once even. You know, I like anytime I've talked storage with folks, it's like, just start small, 
and I, so I use Google for mine. It, it replaced Dropbox with Google in my case, more or less. Um, and where, where we started shit, I don't know how many years ago now, or, or I, my wife was debating, you know, why do we spend so much money on all this backup shit and this and that and the other thing? And I said, well, let me get you on board with this, you know, bring your device and your devices into this system and then I'll show you. And so I started her with just Google photo and Google photos is an app and it literally just syncs it. It, if you take a picture on your iPhone, the next time you hit Wi-Fi, it will push it up to Google. There it sits. So you got it backed up there, right? And then I also run a little service that, that backs it up to a AWS S3 bucket, actually. Because S3, well, this is getting deep down the, the ferret hole, but S3 is like uber, uber fucking cheap. And then... So I just push it up to there, that's, and that's, that's sort the, of uh, cold. That's storage. where all of the back end of Facebook and yeah. Instagram lives, if and all of that. If you download a file, the, yeah, that's where it comes if you from. download a file on the internet, odds are S3 is simple storage solution, and that's literally all it is. It's just uh, object. And I'm sure my Dropbox storage. files are sitting on an AWS right there. server Garen somewhere. Fucking teed. Yep, yep. But S3 I have. The, Exactly, and I, that probably doesn't cost them $800 a month to store all my no. data, but what it does do is it allows me these interfaces that I can just I just set it and forget it. It's worth it to me. Like I just, Puts and a the fact that they skin on it. it. It does, and on top of that, it's like uh, I have unlimited storage there because I shoot everything in 4K, and I shoot a me lot, too. a lot of extra I stuff. And then when I'm like, you know what, I, I remember vaguely shooting this whatever that I'm working on right now. And instead of having to go reshoot it, I just pull it I down off the Dropbox up. and I've got you, it there. And I, you know. Yeah. Do you do any tagging or titling or file naming to help you figure uh, out a, I mean, what a video might be? I, I have. Um, so I have like all of the videos themselves are in their own folders. So right, it was something right. I was shooting. Now if we're it's so Windows based. In our it origins, is very Windows based, right? Yeah, uh, that's uh, I that's I can't shed that about Windows. Uh, it, for those out there who aren't computer nerds, Windows, I find oftentimes everything is a minimum of three clicks to get where you want to go. Uh, the if you want to organize your files, you build these directory structures that are, you know, endlessly deep. So you'll have one folder called work and inside it, there's a HR folder and a maps folder and a documents folder. And then inside of each of those, there's 12 more folders and more folders, so on and so forth. That was a very Windows based concept. Mac well, this Linux. is how we all learned back in the day. Yeah. See, yeah. you know, that's yep. file structures is a, is probably the reason for my success is understanding how file structure works because so yeah. many people do not understand it. You're right, though. The indexing fun functionality of this has sort of shifted that thinking a little yeah. bit with the way Apple does it because, you know, they, you know, but spotlight indexes everything yeah, I, and command space, color code right? shit. Like yeah. And you can color code stuff. Like I'd love that about, yeah. about window or about Apple. The, I just don't the use thing it, is but... 
I don't use it either. I find myself reverting back to the simple thing, video work. And then what are you working on? I'm working on the revolution project generation four. And then underneath that folder, there's tracking and drive wheel size and steel and welding and blah, blah, blah. That's how I think. I'm like, not kidding you. I think in those terms when I think about organizing. So, and for argument's sake, away from it. Right. Like, the the opposite of that windows based structure uh would be what what is capable on say a mac is to not to have to have one folder and all of your files just live in there not in subfolders they all just live in there and then you would use tagging much like a hashtag on instagram you'd use tagging and or colors to indicate organization and then if you needed to pull something up, you say, let me pull up this document, you would just quickly hit a, you know, a keystroke on the Mac, it's command space, and just start typing the name of, the, of what you think it might be, right? And between the tags and the title and all the other shit, Apple or whoever you be able would to locate. suggest the perfect thing for you, and you go, boom, there. <laughs> there it but, is, yeah. Or Man. you can just make subfolders inside of subfolders and just dig around and find yeah. it until you Easier. find it. It's like you know, dig around muscle, in, a, in a bag. I, I always, <laughs> yeah, I always, so it's, I always said that Windows became so wildly popular because as humans, we love things that require muscle memory, right? Like yeah, and compartmentalization. Like a spear, shooting a bow. Or, and so when you have to click 17 levels deep – you build muscle memory, right? Like that's why you can't move shit around on the, on a Microsoft computer, you know, on a Mac, like literally right now, I've got a dozen windows all laying on top of one another. And it doesn't bother me in the slightest. <laughs> Cause I know, like, I know I can literally press down on my mouse with three fingers yeah. on my mouse, press down and they all get organized, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you're right. You're right. The interface is definitely nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, Ben. So we've got a couple of pieces yeah. of business that we need to, do we need to we look into. Look some projects and yeah. WFI Projects now has 1,028 posts. So Woo! you're looking at 1,028. Number one, I'm going to pull out. I'm going to pull off, uh, pull out of the bucket, the art of craftsmanship. After our conversation last week, where we are trying to figure out what the little sheath is that wraps around the face of of an axe, oh, the blade of an yeah. axe, which is called a mask. Which mask. you know, I would, none of all three Dude. of us could not come up with that name. Uh, and I was, so, on, I and, couldn't. When I listened, I couldn't. I was so like, funny. What the fuck is it called? You, you know, couldn't really think funny. of it either, right? No. What's hilarious? So I have in my shop when I was doing work for Tandy. A uh, year and a half ago or so, I happened to pop over to the store. The, the Tandy store is like three minutes around the block from me where our house is, which is which made it really convenient. But I'd pop over there because they'd have all these workshops and all the scraps they would just put into a big bin. And workers or whoever, friends of Tandy, could come and raid the bin I went in there one day and literally he's like, just take the whole fucking thing. And it was a garbage bag, (laughs) like a black leaf bag full of leather scraps. And I'm not talking just like, you know, oh, here's, you know, an inch and a half of a fucking lady's belt. I mean, it's like, here's a 24 by 20 piece of 
gorgeous veg tan, you know. But anyway, in that bag, very valuable, there was, by the way. If you try to buy oh, that stuff, yeah. it's so expensive. People sell those a, scraps even on Amazon, yep. and it's like a bucket yeah. of scraps is like twenty eight bucks or thirty bucks. Yeah, but anyway, in that bag, and I I just pulled it out this morning because uh, these guys gave me inspiration to use it. There was identical leather, like like probably You're talking about like that stuff pieces. that's all weather looking or yeah, yeah. what did, i can't remember what um what's his name dustin called it uh i don't remember it was like antiqued or something leather and uh yeah pulled it out and i'm like damn i because I, when you first look at it it's weird his photos don't quite do it well they do i guess do it justice but it's real glossy on the on the face of it and it's yeah. almost like uh, you know how a saddle feels really stiff and yes, uh, like it's got a skin on top of the leather that's all kind of cracked. Well, that's kind of how it feels in real life. And I, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what the hell to use it for. But something rugged like that is perfect. It is perfect. And he made three of these. He's on on a leather jag, by the way. So if you go into Which his, he hates, uh, feed, right? I've heard him say he dislikes <laughs> it. He dislikes it. Although I think he's trying to uh, work through that a little bit because he's doing a lot of yeah. that work. So so Dustin over at the Art of Craftsmanship. If you're not following hey, them on YouTube and Instagram. You really should. Do They've it. got all kinds of amazing content. And I just shipped them a grinder, by the way. And then he, I, I was he gonna managed. Say. Did you see that story where he carried it down the flight of stairs and he made a forklift joke? Yes. <laughs> yes. I loved it. Oh. He's like a 120 so got, pound I, crate. No forklift. I can handle <laughs> no this. And he's carrying it down these old yep. stairs. Oh, I, I, I'm glad we brought these guys up at the start because I. I want to apologize to him. I kind of called him out on the last episode I was on about not using the revolution uh, grinder as much on his channel, you know, compared to his little uh, Harbor freight model. Uh, he and I, or he sent me a message. He's like, Hey, I, I actually do use the revolution a lot. I, I hope you know that. And I'm like, dude, I totally know it. And I said, that's my bad. I apologize. I, I did not mean to call you out. He's, yeah, he's an incredible maker who obviously, man, I rem I can remember watching I I didn't follow when you originally sent him the grinder, but then listening to this show and then following Art of Craftsmanship, dug into when the, you know, when he first got the grinder and it's like, man, what a game changer, you know. He's got Yeah, he he's so really tools, stepped his I know that they're having a little bit of a struggle with creating content right now because Devin, his brother, uh, mm -hmm. just had a baby. So they're like, and, yeah. he mo and he moved all at the same time. It was like a ton of things right. happened that yeah. really um, sort of impeded their process a little bit. But they are doing some really great stuff on Instagram and they're YouTube awesome. too. I mean, they're putting, they're still putting out content. It's just they were on like a yep. every week or every other week schedule for a while, and it's just. But you know what, man? Life gets in the way. You got to do what you got to do. Does. You take care of yourself. And having an care. infant is an insane yeah. amount of work. Like, I Nuts. have three children. I know exactly what that's like. And, yes. it, and, like, I can barely find time to create content now, like, for you to, like, I, you know, it's, yeah. it, I get it. It's, it's crazy. But uh, the guys over at the Art of Craftsmanship, Dustin and Devin, 
the whole crew, uh, we appreciate you so much and just want you to know Great, that dude. we're following everything you're doing. And, and I love that uh, you're, you've got a Gen 4 revolution that I built. And I, like, jazzed nice. it all out with their logo. And I made, oh, like, a really nice. cool blast, brass plate for the side. And it, it's just going to, like, Bad really fit ass. in their shop. Like, it's going to, it really their looks shop. like it belongs to their shop. I am in love with that shop. Uh, their yeah, basement like, shop. That reminds me, and I might have said it on the show at one point, but um, a, a family friend, literally since I, you know, before I was born, uh, Roscoe, we called him because he, when, it, when we were a kid, he would always uh, make the sound like Roscoe Peacol train, you know, from uh, Dukes of Hazard. He'd be like, cool, 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 cool. I can remember Roscoe. Eating fucking dog food one day. We were at their house for dinner, you know, and he was like joking around with all of us kids. And he's like, oh, I got to feed Reggie. Hang on a minute. And, you know, puts the food down in there and then throws about four pieces of, you know, hard, uh, d- dry dog food right into his mouth and chews him up. But, <laughs> God. but when Roscoe lived on Walnut Street, he had a basement that was nearly identical to Dustin's in that, you know, like if you look behind, usually it's his backdrop for the opening scene uh, behind his workbench. And then he's got all kind of a tool wall slash workbench back there. And you can kind of see the foundation. It's obviously an old field stone or some kind of natural stone foundation that probably has been screeded with concrete and then roughly painted white. And uh, Roscoe had the identical walls in his basement, identical sort of uh, nostalgic dunginess about it that was this real kind of cozy. And I, I remember this probably so vividly because, you know, when we go to Roscoe's house, usually it was kind of a party, dinner party thing, and all the adults are drinking beer and everything else. And the men would go downstairs and piss into the sump pump. <laughs> and I used to think it was the coolest oh, fucking I, thing, right? I bet you that like place smelled amazing. Oh, man. Well, it actually had a trough going all the way around the basement. Oh, my God. Not, not a really neat, like, you know, uh, cut with a saw trough, almost like a creek. <laughs> oh, and it was like six inches God. wide. He had that much water that would come down around his foundation and, and just they drain put French drains outside and everything else. So the only solution was to build this ditch in the basement and pump it the fuck out of there. So you just get down there and piss in the sun. But you did not dare as a kid play in the water. <laughs> no, no, God, no, no, don't, don't touch the water. Don't, don't play in the water. No. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw that CML Crafts Craft Works. This it's like a little utility knife with a it's a wooden handle, yes. and it looks like they made some sort of um, system so that you can swap the blade. Like you can use a regular razor blade. I thought that was really uh, yeah. that was really um, creative. And he used um, Arizona Desert Ironwood, which I'm a huge fan of. I think it's like one of the most beautiful forms yeah, of ironwood that you can find. Gorgeous. So that was. That was pretty cool. Did you see anything in the work for it projects that you wanted to bring up and discuss? I brought him up before, but uh, Moonshine Leatherworks, he's got oh, a yeah. six pack of belts there that I, there's something about 
making a belt. Um, I don't know. To me, I have made a bunch of belts, and they're just really fun. They're, I don't know why they're so simple, um, but they look. I don't know. They just look so good when you get them done, and his looks super clean. It does. It it, it is a, a classic style, heavy duty. You can tell. Use like nine or yeah. ten ounce leather to make it. Yeah, and, big ten uh, Beautiful, beautiful belts. Uh, Moonshine leather works on Instagram, and you can um, you can go there and check out his stuff. He's always got stuff for sale as yeah. well. Um, the yeah. Rivers Experience, Eric Rivers, who is a fellow contestant in the knife build challenges yeah. that we do. He has now started to tag uh, WFI projects, and he is making this. Um, I don't know what kind. Of, I don't know what the the technic, technical term for this knife would be. Um, you know, some sort of a Bowie. Yeah. Is this his Bowie? Was this the one that he made for the video? Uh, Maybe one of the pictures. I don't think this I is the same one. Know. I don't. Um, think I watch so many no. videos, I have a hard time following along. But he is now tagging stuff. So if you're not following the Rivers Experience, um, it's the underscore Rivers underscore Experience. It's Eric Rivers uh, from Wichita Falls, Texas, and his YouTube channel is fantastic as well. So go out and find him there. Uh, you you can see all the work that he's doing. He's one of these guys that's um, uh, near and dear to my heart because I follow him because I know how much work he puts into this, the knife making and YouTube content creation game, which is his side hustle. Cause he, he yeah. does, he's got a full-time job and the guy pumps out some, uh, some amazing content. So uh, yeah, as a yeah. side gig, you would never know it. It's awesome to watch his, his rise up. So go check him out. I was looking, just looking at Maximus knives here. Uh, oh, that knife is pulled. nice. The inspiration for the um, for the scales on this little oh, he's like a hunter, yep. I guess. From a let from a Les from Paul a guitar. Les Paul guitar, Gibson guitar there, which I sent you a video earlier and you may not have had a chance to to check it out. But so Jack, our oldest, has been taking guitar lessons now for about a year. And Guitar's slow going at first, you know. I, you do you play guitar? I th- I think do you play some guitar. Yeah, Brian? yeah, I've played since yeah. I was twelve. Yeah, yeah, and it's slow going at first, right? But Jack's starting to get over the hump, and his guitar teacher is a session musician. He's a retired school principal, and he sort of supplemented his income all throughout doing that as a session musician. So he'll literally. You know, there's a couple of recording studios in town. He'll fly to Vegas. He'll, you know, fly different places. They'll fly him in. And, uh, you know, like, hey, we need you to play a Gibson, you know, like this style, that style, whatever. And bam, he comes in and knocks it out. But last night we were upstairs uh, at his house after Jack's lesson. The guy's got 90 fucking guitars. Literally 90 <laughs> guitars. He's got two Some rooms people, of his man. house devoted to it and he's got i think he said 34 amps and i'm talking you know anything from full-sized professional level amps on down to you know something a a street musician would play with (laughs) i mean incredible but we got talking about finish on guitars and 
he had just gotten a Gibson for a gig that he had done. He, he'll swap guitars. You know, if it, people can't pay him, they'd be like, yeah, I'll take that guitar. <laughs> but he got one of these Gibson, I think it's like the Generation Collection or something. It's got a sound port on the bottom. Or is it on the top? I can't remember. I think there's a sound hole on the top of it, the top of the body. So the sound would like come at your chin plus a sound oh. hole out front. Really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There was one yeah, other one. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. At. Yeah. Did you but see this the beautiful uh, the, finish? The, yeah, his he, the, I like that he took the inspiration from a guitar as well. And yeah. I, I think that there's uh, a lot to be said about that when you get down into the granular thinking behind uh design and some people are like, oh. I don't know what to do here. I don't know look all around you there is design everywhere around you and take some inspiration and don't feel bad about it because like yeah that's a, such a cool thing to you know look at a guitar that's and go the, hey uh, i want to match that the duresta theory right like and that is and a you ever watch jimmy's videos when he and um oh gosh what's his girlfriend's name i can't remember uh taylor but they would taylor yeah taylor forrest they would go on like walkabout in walmart <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, just and find pull things. shit off the yeah. shelves, and and that childlike curiosity. I mean, eighty to ninety percent of Jimmy's content is just that, right? It's like, yep. what if yes. a hammer had a fucking handle that was thirty inches long? Yeah, let's yeah. build it. Find out. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't think. I think the best part about Jimmy is that he has now achieved a level of success where he doesn't have to put too much thought into. The, you no. know he uh, uh, paralysis by analysis like he just goes yeah. hey let's like do it. he trusts his himself enough He's, to know yeah. like hey i'm gonna make something and create it and like you know it's it's like he doesn't have to like sit and just toil over it and just whatever right. like a lot of us do i'll you tell know, you what overthinking um, things since all this stem cell stuff i've had a lot more time in the shop for the past couple of months and jimmy's always I've heard him say, you know, people ask, how can I start making things or how can I get to where you, you know, like him or you can make anything you want? And he says, you just make things. In fact, make something every day. And I've probably made something literally every day for the past two months or more now, uh, you know, because I was doing it before uh, all this stuff came up. And that fear of fucking up i like you know it's like i used to paralyze me absolutely paralyze me and as you get better at making things it almost paralyzes you more because you can look at a project and say well in my head i've got six different ways to solve that problem i don't know which one's right now <laughs> you know, I could cut my I could cut my tongue and groove on the table saw or get the router table out or maybe I'll just use a handheld router or shit. Maybe I'll it comes down to focus, I think, because <laughs> yeah. so let me tell you what I've learned and confidence by picking you know, that, up my entire it, workshop and moving. It. Yeah. Right. What How's, I have learned. Yeah. Here's what I've God, learned. I oh, so if if I look at the big picture. I get overwhelmed, you know, like if I look at my shop and go there, everything is in disarray and, you know, I can't find anything or whatever. It's very overwhelming. 
if I walk in and go, today I'm going to focus on this five square feet. I'm going to take yeah. this five square feet or this shelf, and I'm going to organize all of the stuff that's on it, and find a home for it, and then put it where it needs yeah. to go. At the end of the day, hopefully I've achieved that five square feet because that was a very yeah. small. It's like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? right. So one bite at a time. When we were are you big moving on things, flow like workflow or are you big on workflow organization? Uh, so like, I think I will get there. I just right at this point, I'm yeah. just looking Fire for hose. some semblance of I need to continue working and making money. And so, yeah. you know, every day that I'm Maybe. in this shop, I need to be able to have the same functionality that I had in my old shop. So it took yeah. like a good four days. So before that, I managed to uh, achieve a level of, OK, I know I sell this many grinders and this much product every day. So I need to have at least four to five days worth of that product in boxes ready to ship. So that way, when mm -hmm. someone purchases something, there isn't a lag. And I yeah. managed to achieve that. And I can't even believe it. Nice. Like people were like, they were like, I can't believe you shipped this the same day that I right. ordered it. You're in the middle of a move. And I'm like, uh, yeah, man, like everything was in boxes Efficiency. waiting to be shipped. And the the minute you ordered that, I was on my way, you know, or I was packing the the truck so i was just you yeah. know i just had to print a label and put it on the box anybody that ordered yep. anything that was a custom order did take a little bit longer but uh, a little bit longer, that's all but, solved now yeah, yeah. And i think maybe so, it's a go ahead yeah, go i ahead. don't want to interrupt you go ahead no you go my, my work <laughs> my workflow for for now uh it we're, we're operational so uh parts yeah. are in place uh you know things are tumbled the tumbler's working the laser's working uh, you know, everything is in in place and ready to pack. So like last night, uh, I have four high schoolers, uh, Dexter, my daughter, Izzy, and um, their two friends come here every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon and pack parts with me. Our goal was nice. to pack because I had sold completely out from my pre-sales so, or from my pre-packing. Wow. So all of my pre-packs were gone. And I said to them, like, look, we have to have 25 grinder kits ready to go by the time we leave here tonight and they were yeah. like okay that's like you know they're it's doable it can it's, do but yeah. everything was in different bins than they're used to oh, so like yeah, when i right. moved the shop i figured you know what this is a good time to buy some really heavy duty industrial shelving with some heavy duty industrial bins i saw and how you I got have like labeling stations system. now i got stations Almost. now so like when you pack yeah. parts Everything is just labeled here. Grab one of these, grab one of these, grab one of these. It goes on a scale. It gets weighed. It gets bagged. Well, that took like an hour to demonstrate to the children. Like, you need to figure this out because bet, right? it's not the same kind as you've been packing. System. Yeah, and a lean and, system like that isn't uh, – sometimes it's not – intuitive to a new person necessarily right because it, it sort of was it. because that's how we were doing it but it's just all sure. different now it's in different, different locations yep. you know muscle memory no longer applies because you have to relearn right. it so it took like a good hour to get them set up and everything so by the time we were done we were out of here about seven o'clock last night it you know took a good five hours to get everything packed but the the efficiency flow yeah, well, the flow started to achieve, you know, we started to uh, yeah. to get into this work state where, uh, oh, you need something? Let me go grab that with the fork truck instead of moving, 
hand right. one by one. And then also I've been um, experimenting heavily with a seam removal tool that I was given by Greg um, Porter over at Greg's Garage uh, a few I months ago. Talking about that. Yeah. And I never got a chance to use it until now. And uh, it, it, it's like it's everything is starting to come together now. All of the all the little pieces of these puzzles that were very nice. difficult and inefficient before are now way more efficient Smooth. because yeah. we're not working in two different locations anymore. We're not walking between right. buildings. We're all in the same place. We have the fork truck that can move 6,000 pounds of steel at one time. And, you know, yeah. so it has really, really changed my game. And um, awesome, and big man. things are coming, man. Big, big, big That's... things are coming stoked stoked so, all right you know you'll get i know there i've been blathering no not at all dude not at all i i i'm so it's just so fun to talk to you again it's yeah it's been a while and, it is fun uh, to have you back on the show so much and, has and, changed with your shop and everything it's just yeah fun to watch do you um, know that we have know, 22 patrons right now i looked at that 22 Man, I'm about to put some more fucking uh, EDC trays on the CNC you need this to. week. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I'm going to do a quick shout-out. So, yeah, so so uh, are you going to be able to do 22 of those trays, you think? I th- I think so, honestly. Okay, um, if, all right. If not, if not, I've got some other backup ideas for folks as well. But somebody, everybody should be getting a package from us. Um, okay, good. Well. At Let me so, just shout out these patrons the real the quick. Okay, between yeah. now and the end of the year, Marcus over at MW Steelworks, he's our OG, our OG mm-hmm. uh, contributor, and as long as well as Mark Vanderwerf, Werf, Mark Vanderwerf or Mark V of One One Eight Blades. Who, by the way, real quick, I just want to shout out his project on WFI Projects. He made these really cool. Um, scribes they're like uh they're like either punches or scribes that are uh, like uh bullet casings with drill bits that he sharpened you can go to his website 118blades.co.uk and you can pick one up for as little as 12 pounds 50 cents which probably equates to like 15 dollars us and and uh you know for christmas stuff like this Get it really now. Cool. Start buying it now because yep. you, you're going to run out of time uh, real soon. Yeah. Uh, and makers, just get your stuff for sale now. <laughs> get it up for sale. Get it pushed because it's going to get crazy in the next two weeks. Justin Miller, uh, Florida Man Forge. He's also uh, helped us along since February of 2021. Devin O'Hare of the Art of Craftsmanship. We appreciate you. Noah Bloomberg from Entiat River Forge. Uh, has been a contributor since March of 2021. Stanley Showsack, we appreciate you. Uh, you have contributed since April. Michael Nye, Jamie Blow, Jamie the Squid. Uh, he's been a contributor since July of 2021. Eric Peterson, Bob Ryan, we appreciate you. Brigham Kendall uh, of uh, Texas, who is on his journey to becoming um, a journeyman smith who just worked with Jason Knight, loved watching your journey on um, following along with that while you were out over there uh, working with Jason. Scott Wilkerson, my buddy from Florida, he has been contributing. I know he came on and off for a bit, but uh, contributing since October. Menster Hill Forge. 
October of this year, he has joined. Keith Drennan, we appreciate you. Bob, my man, my man Bob in the UK. I now know who you are, Bob. <laughs> we we've been going back and forth. Bob redesigned the um the grinder to work with a two by forty eight belt, and he sent me all of his files. So we're gonna be working on a project. Anybody did any mods? Has anybody ever gone with a wider? Three inch, four inch, six inch? You'd be Nobody's gone wider yet. Momentum. <laughs> it's hard. It really it's hard to uh, hard get roller to bearings that wide. Yeah, it's hard uh, to get roller yeah. bearings that wide. So yeah, but it can be done. Uh, it's it's been discussed. Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives. Jason Moss, our man Jason in Texas. Mark LeBlanc. Mark LeBlanc in, in Canada. Uh, Ken Kenma. Crafty Man Forge is now, a, uh, these are our new contributors. Crafty Man Forge, James Hunsberger, and Cardoso, Cardoso, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Cardoso Knives. Uh, they're all our new, four new contributors, uh, or three, we have three new contributors since last week. So Crafty Man Forge, James Hunsberger, and Cardoso Knives, a total of 22 patrons for the work for podcast. We could not do this without your assistance. And, yeah, um, awesome. and we're getting all new microphones because of our patrons. So yeah, I got to uh, send you a few links. That. Speaking of that. Yeah. I think I already um, picked the mic. I think I'm going to go oh, with that cool. last one. I sent you, I, I, I really Perfect. dug into it one afternoon and I think that's the one. Then we'll all be with. on the same mic. Same mic. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Good, good, good. Yeah, man. It just really cool to see, and that was the other thing I was going to, and I might as well just go ahead and ask you on air, but I'm, I'm going to grab the info from you on the Patreon thing or figure out a way where I can get in and maybe even be Cone because some guys build a little community on there and things like that as well and, and just maybe reach out to some of those guys and I'll need to I'm reach out to folks out. to get addresses and stuff you know one thing i've heard folks do is they just become a patron <laughs> which uh, that could work too you know i'll just pay to be a damn patron <laughs> you could join we could create like a like a yeah like maybe just like a, a 50 cent thing or something yeah uh, so that you could yeah. join in and like create yeah, it then it, delete it <laughs> here's what here's what happened so somehow the work for patron page is con connected to my google account so I don't know. Uh, I can't give access yeah. to anybody because there's no username That's, and password. It just uses my Google account. I so. do that a lot where I do the, uh, Oh, which I regret now. Cause I, yeah. I can't there, give, give so you, you guys access to it. You do have a password, which is interesting. And this tripped me out. Uh, and I still probably don't understand it fully, but like a developer that I, uh, worked with for a long while now reggie's a pretty good dude but he would always say like dude you do have a password you just don't know it and i'm like well, what <laughs> he's the probably fuck right yeah. he's like he well if you hit forgot password there's a way where you can actually go through the steps and uh figure out what your password is it's not your google password it's you know they create a, a oh, the way OAuth works. It it generates a random passcode for you, and then that's how it it does the sort of two factor auth through one click. You know, so gotcha. the handshake becomes secure because 
your Google account now has that hidden magic password that it applies every time it log. So it's basically Google's logging in for you. Still same process. You just don't see it happen. Which is weird. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we'll, we'll need to we'll need to nerd. work that out. Nerd. And uh, nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> nerd All right, alert. Ben. Ben. I appreciate Man. you. I got to shut this thing down. I've got to get uh, on with hey, my day. It's my daughter's up. birthday today, so we're recording That's a little right. earlier than normal. Happy and uh, yeah, she's 15, if you can believe that. So, oh, man. Uh, we're all right, old, listen, we're getting old. Definitely getting old. I feel it every morning I wake up and I feel like I'm, uh, you know, need a WD 40 my joints and whatever else. Ah, but after but, the uh, first fucking glass of wine, you're. 12 years old again. <laughs> that is true. Uh, wine tends to lubricate everything. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, man, All right, ben. it's been great chatting with you. Good to have you back on the show on a regular basis, and uh, we will catch yeah. up with you next week, and I hope you all are having a great working week out there. Good luck and hard work. My name is Brian House, and this has been the Work For It Podcast. And I'm Ben Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. We tried to get goodbye, Dennis goodbye, to do goodbye. it last week. And he was like, I, I don't sing. I don't <laughs> like, do that. The I'm fuck not doing are you that. talking about? Yeah. I'm from Canada. Oh, I don't do that shit, hey, man. Hey, fucking goodbye. <laughs> we say hello, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Peace. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.